You ready? Let's get it. I got the rap patrol on the gap patrol. Foes that want to make sure my casket's closed. Rap critics that say he's money cash hoes. I'm from the hood. Stupid. What type of facts are those? You're throwing softballs out here. <laughs> softballs. I'm trying to make it easy for you. I'm going to go with that is Jay-Z. And then we double it up with that's 99 problem. <laughs> produced, <laughs> produced by Timberland. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice job, brother. Nice job. Yeah, I, I'm going to get you a harder one next time. Got him. Got him. <laughs> hey, but how you been, brother? Not too bad. How you doing? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Hey, by the way, guys, this is uh, Rudolph, a.k.a. Agent Rudy G. You got Chris Ward, a.k.a. Croc Dad. <laughs> and you are listening to Levels. Yes, sir. What's up, Ru? I'm good, man. I'm good. How you been? Man, it has been a... A crazy good week. A crazy good week. Uh, a lot of things are happening, or a lot of things are happening. Um, picking up some traction. I feel like momentum is propelling forward into um, the fourth quarter, um, getting us ready for the first quarter of 2020. And um, yeah, man, just a good uh, overall good week. Good week personally. Good week on uh, the business level. Um, Things are going my way. So yeah. What that's, about you? That's good to hear, brother. Uh, for me, it's been it's been a really good week for 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 business and uh, I guess personal as well. Uh, and business got a chance to um, go around to a lot of my old accounts and just reconnect with them and um, just showing face again. And a lot, lot of people have moved in um, in the industry in terms of like some of my referral partners, but it's, it, I've been able to reconnect. And I mean, it's been really good, real powerful stuff. That's what's up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. How's that? Um, didn't you start a 10 day? Oh yeah, man. I, I started actually reading, uh, and it's been, it's been really good. Uh, the book I'm reading right now is, oh man, I, I don't know why I even brought that up. Cause I can't even think of it right now. It's about John Maxwell though. Um, and I mean, really, all all of his books, every one of them that I've read, have been pretty powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. um, what day are you on? Uh, this is day number six, I believe. Um, yeah, day six. So it's been pretty good. Is it just? Are you just reading? Or are you you looking to read like a certain page per day? So for me, I, I'm looking at uh, I, I read either a chapter or ten pages, whichever one I, I get to. That's what's up. Um, and I do that, doing that every day, and it's been been pretty good. I'm I'm about hmm, maybe a fourth or maybe a third of the way through this book, which is which is pretty good. Just keeping that consistency going, and I want to keep that going for the rest of the year. Actually, that's what's up, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But what about you? Did you decide on a on a ten day? I did somewhat. Um, <laughs> what I, is it? I'm, it's, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I might do uh, ten days of working out. Okay, ten days of working out. I like it. I like your style. Starting tomorrow. I like your style. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna call you up. What time are you gonna go tomorrow? Um, man. <laughs> I gotta keep you accountable, bro. Been working out in the in the gym. 
I've been working out at, at the Y, been working out in the garage. Oh, so so you you doing both? Yeah. Oh, so you turn my headphones down. Sorry, keep talking about. Oh no, you're good. You're good. So 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 you're gonna do um, you can do indoor and outdoor. Um, yeah. I I mean, it's 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 convenient to do it here from the house. Um, I don't have a whole setup, so it's mostly just using my own weight. I got you. My own weight around. Man, Um, like like I was thinking about that the other day, like just. Just doing bodyweight workouts and doing like push-ups, pull-ups, and you know some body squats. That that'll get you right, right, right. Um, but yeah, man, I'm gonna do um, yeah, I'm gonna do ten days of working out, and I'm still it's oh. it's crazy because um, just just for anybody who doesn't know, um, <clears throat> I did I just kind of did this ten days of doing something, and I started off with being a vegan. Um, I I got through the ten days clean, you know. I didn't cheat or anything. And um, the 11th date, I I did have a sandwich, and I'm just like, ah, I don't really need any meat. Um, and I had some cheese and, and whatnot, so I'm like, ah, I can deal without the meat. Um, let me limit the cheese. So I've kind of been vegetarian slash vegan. Um, mm. Mostly vegan. I'm, the only thing I've been cheating on is eating eggs. And I've cut out cheese. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome, um, bro. I That's guess awesome. the, the hope is that after the 10 days is up, you've adapted that thing that you're doing and it just becomes a normal part of your, your day-to-day living. And see if it's something that, that, that fits your, your your style, your life. For sure, for sure. Understand. Oh, and I just, just remember the book um, that I'm reading right now. It's called The Power of Five uh, by John Maxwell. Awesome, nice. awesome book so far. Um, but real quick, uh, I guess on, on to your um, on to the next next spot. We got for uh, for money moves. That make money move. Money moves. I have uh, so I've saw this. Um, I think I saw this guy on mogul millennial, um, or I may be getting that wrong. Millennial mogul. Yeah. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, his name is Delane Parnell, um, and the reason why this guy stood out to me, he's a uh, a young brother. He's actually younger than you and I. He's 27 years old. Uh, he is the CEO behind Play Versus, which is a competitive gaming esports platform mm-hmm. um, that's geared towards uh, schools. And so I believe they're set up in, I want to say, seven or eight states. And they have created a gaming league for um, school you know, students who want to participate in team sports, which, you know, Esports is super huge. That's oh, real um, big right now. You know, the cat just won how many millions playing Fortnite in a tournament? Oh yeah, he won what three mil? Man, three million. Kobe's verifying that. Kobe on the spot. Kobe on the spot. Um. So yeah, I, 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 this is kind of game changing. No pun. Int- <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, I like that. You know, because we went from a place where you know you were limited limited on playing games now is becoming um, a part of the school. And I think it's awesome because it gives kids who aren't necessarily into sports an opportunity to get a feel for team sports. Um, just some other quick facts. Uh, he is a Detroit native. Shout out to Detroit. That's where I'm from. Um, he is a University of Michigan dropout. And I don't say that in a bad way. Um, I think it's kind of cool when people drop out. I'm a trade school dropout myself. Um not to say that you should drop out of school, but if you got if you got plans, you got plans, man. Exactly. Um, 
play versus raised um, $50 million in kind of like their uh, B-series funding. And actually, I want to say that's like their second or third. But long story short, in a span of about 15 months, they have raised $96 million. Um, Wow. um, And I think they're like probably 20 months old, 20-month-old company. Um, and then just another fact, this is, I got a lot of this information from VentureBeat. Um, there are over 13,000 schools on a waiting list to seriously 13,000 schools, man, um, that's so, so crazy. Even think about that. Um, I just want to, you know, and money moves, this money moves segment is just for us to give, you know, just commend some people making moves and, we kind of use money moves because it's hip, right? Exactly. Um, but it's just, you know, this is awesome to see a young brother from my neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> and I actually think he's from the west side of Detroit, which I grew up on the west side of Detroit. And um, he's doing things. So, That's you know, awesome. if y'all get some ch- some time, check out Mr. Delane Parnell. Hopefully I am saying his name right. <laughs> um Man, that's, you, that's that's pretty impressive, really, especially in that in that field and how it's blown up in the past, I don't know, say five five years. Because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, when we were kids, um, they're, they're always told us, like, hey, stop playing video games. You right. can't – you need to focus on something more important. Right. You can't make a lifestyle. can't make a living on that. Mm-hmm. And there's people just like – like you said, with Delane, he's out there, you know, making making big, yeah. big, big bucks with it. I and, mean, I mean, that 90 – that 96 million that they've raised and, uh, I mean, I don't have the list with me. But there were some major players. I I even think like San Francisco 49ers um, wow. probably invested as well. So some major p- players investing in um, play versus. So it's it's you know it's twenty twenty man. <laughs> New visions. It's like, a lot the of, future is now, man. Yeah, there, man. There's a lot of money in gaming. There really yeah. is. I remember there's a kid. Um, I can't think of his name, but he's on like Twitch that that gaming Ninja. show. Yeah, Ninja. Yeah. He's bringing in half a million dollars yeah. a month. And I think he moved <laughs> to a different gaming platform. Oh, did he really? Um, there's a new gaming platform in town. We're looking over at Kobe because he's in that demographic and that's his life. But I don't know. You know who it is? You don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But have yeah. to give this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but Next yeah. time, Kobe will be on the spot. <laughs> but like, yeah, like there's some. Major money, major money in the in that field, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, who, who we got for the for current events right now? You don't have a money moves? No, nah, no, nah, uh, um, I, I do not. You might have to give you one. <laughs> <laughs> we just got that. We're playing. Oh yeah, we're having playing around, fun. having a good time over here. Um, so what's our next topic? What's our next segment? We got we got some uh, current events. Um, it looks like we looks like we ran across a. a, a Data breach. Yeah, so DoorDash. DoorDash, um, DoorDash got hit. Man, it's crazy. I've uh, been hearing a, a few different yeah, companies getting hit. So with this, with this current trending topic, so this this segment, current trending topics, um, it seems like data breaches are becoming the new norm. Um, and DoorDash was the more recent to get hit. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I use Credit Karma. Oh yeah, um, Credit Karma is good for, and it's they're you know we're not sponsored by them, but hey, Credit Karma. <laughs> anyway, y'all looking. Um, 
they're pretty good about notifying you if something you um oh that's really loud uh credit credit karma is really good about notifying you if a platform that you use and that has your personal information if it's been breached it will let you know um usually uh it, it's followed up with you know what you can do and just some ways to help about changing your passwords and things like that um I really didn't dig into this one as much as I really wanted to. But one of the things that came a note to me is just um, because this is a new norm, you know, how do we as consumers protect ourselves? And I don't, you know, maybe there's a company out there who's developing the the security um, to, to protect these major companies because the companies uh, like DoorDash and uh, there's several, several other others. If you just Google uh, breach, um, or company breach, information breach, um, however you want to do that, it's becoming, you know, very normal and it's very worrisome for me. Definitely. Um, I, and I guess all of us as quote unquote consumers, um, to have our personal information out there, um, just floating out in the black market. Don't really know. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it's this one. Uh, the reason why I picked that is just, it was more so this is worrisome Definitely. because it's too far. It's been becoming way more frequent. Um, Cybersecurity is a big thing now. Huge mm -hmm. thing. I mean, there's even, I mean, in my, my field, my line of work, there's even something called cyber security insurance mm -hmm. where you can insure um, your company against uh, like breaches and stuff like that, which is, it's crazy. Even think about that. That's even a, a, a a line, a yeah. line, a product that you can even purchase, but, but yeah, it, it, it's it's real crazy even here about everything going on. Yeah, with, uh, DoorDash. Um, but next we have um, uh, next trending topic is actually going to be the the U.S. Olympic Committee finally decided to induct Tommy Smith and John Carlos into the Hall of Fame. And um, if you guys don't know who who those two names are. You've probably seen their infamous photo. Um, they're sprinters from the 60s. Mm -hmm. They they won, the, the I believe it was the gold and the silver, if I'm not mistaken, uh, medals during the, uh, the Summer Olympics in the 60s, and they were raising their fist up. Mm -hmm. It was during, like, the, the Black Power Movement. Um, and um, they, they actually just got inducted finally into the Hall of Fame, which is pretty, pretty awesome. Nice. Uh, because, I mean, that's an iconic photo. You know, mm -hmm. every, everyone... Or uh, I'm assuming everyone has seen that photo by now, but it's just pretty cool that they it finally happened because uh, they they were both you know pretty pretty obviously pretty good runners. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's that's what we got for today, and uh, let's hop into the, uh, the 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 topic for the episode. So guys, we have such a unique person here with us. Uh, we believe you guys will be able to get some tips and strategies from our guest today. She is the 375th African-American woman in the U United States to become a licensed architect and third African-American woman in history in the good old city of Austin, Texas. She is now residing outside of Tampa, Florida, where she has started her own business, helping others get their ideas off the ground and get their business started. And just a general whole ass vibe. This <laughs> Devin... Dana. What's up, Dev? What up? Hey. 
<laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to Levels. How you Thank doing? Thank you. I'm good. I'm also I'm living in Plant City, Florida. Can I give give my new city, city email a little set, shout out. Good old Plant City. How long you been there? Um, August first, so about two months. Oh man. So you you enjoy your time out there so far? Oh yeah. Um I think I had to kind of get my bearings. At first, I was just getting my apartment together because the guy that lived here before me was really gross, so it took me a really long time to get it clean. And then I started meeting my neighbors and kind of connecting to the community here. So it's been a it's been a little journey to getting to know the city and finding my little places. But good thing it's a small town, so it's not that overwhelming or like that. There's only so many places so far. That's what's up. <laughs> so nice. before we get into the kind of nitty gritty, um, just so we can give the listeners, I guess, a feel of just kind of who you are and what you're about. We, we, we have a few softball questions. Um, so number one, who were you or what were you like in high school? So, you know, think about, you know, it could be any period of that time, but what were you like one of the popular kids? Were you a jock? Were you a nerd? <laughs> like what kind of kid were you in high school? <laughs> this was, I did not expect you to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was popular, but by default, um, I wasn't like, you know, because I feel like in high school, it's like you can invest in your popularity and then you can, like, be the top of the popular people or however that works. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was always missing. So I think by that, it made me popular because it's like, I didn't, and I didn't really care. I think apathy makes you really popular in high school, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I did a lot, but I didn't, um, I didn't care who, like, so I, I was in ISTA, which was the Integrated Systems Technology Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, I used and, to wear, like, you know, when it was Fayetteville, North Carolina. And that's, that's, that's where so, you're from? That's home, right? That's where I'm from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to go to all black high school right up the street from my house. And then they redistricted us and I got to go to this, like, Blue Ribbon High School, like, best football team, best academics. It was crazy. And it was, like, they busted us about 20, 25 minutes out there to mm. basically get some more um, of this demographic into that school. That so I nice. got, like, a big pretty much every. So I was involved with a lot of stuff, but um, I also had a job. I worked at JCPenney and, yeah. Stuff. And then I had my small little friend group and stuff that I used to hang out with for the most part, but... It was kind of thing like everybody knew me. I hate saying that because it sounds really narcissistic, but it's true. Nice. Um, nice. But I was always nice. Like I never, I was friends with everybody. I was one of those people. Nice, nice. So, um, Devin, I, I know you lived out here in in Austin for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, I was okay. in Austin for five, no, six years. Okay. I mean, I started in Laredo, Texas, and then I got the opportunity to move to Austin because of Chris. Hey, um, hey. I got a job at his his former company because he told me about an opening there and basically got me in. So okay, okay. Yeah. Well, um, while you were down here, you kind of got to experience some of the the um, I guess everything that Austin had to offer. So, real quick, would you choose Wessex, 
Dirty Six or E Six? E six. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm for someone. My typical, like, if I did go out, I would, and like, you know, later came later, but it used to just be like both dead, and then I would go across oh, yeah. the streets to Halal Brothers when I was like hungry. I love Halal Brothers, man. I can't find that's the only thing about Plant City is like my Uber Eats options have like. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's like Subway and like I'm like, I don't want this. You can get Chinese that's decent Chinese food, but <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Well hey well if if we were if we all three of us were riding in the car together and um your favorite song just came on the radio and you just, you know, turned the, the, the volume all the way up. What song would it be? Probably have to be a Cole song. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know what they would be playing by him right now. I guess it would be something like, um, what's that one, London? That's not my favorite song, but I feel like for what they're playing on the radio now, that's what, that's what they got with him. But he's doing all these features with these little young boys and little baby and stuff. And little babies from North Carolina, too. J. Cole. So you said J. Cole, right? So just to, just for anybody who doesn't know, Devin was our um, roommate for a couple of different periods of time, um, and we just eat snacks. It's like the thing to do. Snack debate. And Catherine picks out really good snacks. No, and that's the thing. That, that's the thing about Cat. My wife is like she keeps the house full with snacks, but like gets on you when you eat the snacks, and then, like. Right. It could be sitting in there for like three months and like you eat it on like the third month, like the last day of the third month. And just like, what happened to the snacks? It's like, uh, they've been sitting there. And so like somebody had to eat them. So we <laughs> used to snack a bit. <laughs> so, right. um, Oh, wait, but that's not all I do. I don't just eat. Like in my free time, I like to read books. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't sound like a full picture. I read, I cook. Um, I don't have Wi-Fi at home because I'm trying to do more um, fulfilling free time activities than just browse my Instagram and other social media because I was feeling like super overwhelmed with that for a while. So nice. So I decided to do that ooh, and ooh, I'm writing a book. Oh, that is awesome. That's pretty impressive right there. Can you can you kind of dive into a little bit about what the book's be about? Yeah, so um August 28th, 2018, I turned 28. So it was my golden birthday. Um when you turn the year that you're 
wait, when you turn the, the year that you turn on the day that matches, so August 28th, I turned 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so we're born on August 1st, you probably miss your golden birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just for you. But I was able to celebrate it, and, like, I knew 30 was coming. And I feel like in your late 20s, you're already, like, oh, I'm about to be 30, oh, my God. And I'm like, it's really not that deep. But I really wanted to, like, define those years for what they were and not just say almost 30. Like, what is 28? What is 29? And, I mean, it just started with me quitting my job and leaving the country for uh, six months and then traveling the States for six months. And it just turned into this crazy journey. And and that's how I ended up here. So I don't really know where it's going to start or it's going to finish. But I know there's a lot of content there that I think I should share or I want to share. So when you, when you, quit your job what were you doing um so i had the the reasoning because i had never quit a job in my life i've been working since i was 15 like i said dixie penny wow never quit a job i quit dixie penny because i had to go to college but never quit a job um but i had been doing my science like i had been learning about money because i didn't grow up knowing that kind of stuff Mm. so i had been educating myself yeah, exactly. So kind of financial education, kind of cumulative. And I got to the point where I was, you know, my credit was really good. And my, um, yes, it was past Um and, <laughs> and then I had saved up enough money where I was like, oh, shoot, I could quit my job. Because I was so over it. Like, I felt like um, it was actually right around the time that Kendrick Lamar came out with Damn. Mm-hmm. And that song, um, what is the name of that song? Uh, fear. Like, he has this line where he's talking about fear, losing your creativity, fear that you're, like, basically that you're losing out on everything that you started the reason for. So I felt like I was just in the minutia of doing uh, busy work, and I just didn't feel like my ideas were coming and stuff. Yeah. So I was, my logic was like, okay, I got my license my, to practice architecture. Boom, I could get hired anywhere, not everywhere, but literally anywhere. I'll get a job somewhere. Like, not like, oh, anybody will hire me. I wasn't, you know, talking like that. But I knew I could get a job anywhere because of that, or somewhere because mm-hmm. of that. So I was willing to leave Austin um, when I got back from these travels. Um, if I just had taken the time, actually, I quit my job not even thinking of, not even knowing I could do the travel yet. Mm-hmm. I just quit it. I was gonna take two months to myself. I knew I could survive that long and like do lift driving and stuff to supplement um, my expenses. And then I was just gonna take that time to really kind of do my own incubator for my own ideas um, because I felt like I could never. I didn't have enough time. It was just always, yeah. by the time I got to the weekend, I was exhausted. I just couldn't invest in myself how I know I needed to. And you're working for a premier firm here in, in Austin, right? Right, yeah. So it wasn't like yep. you were just, you know, chilling, working at Walmart or something. No offense. Probably not a good analogy. <laughs> uh, if sorry if anybody works at Walmart. I was using my degree to the fullest. Yeah, yes, I was in my... I You're walking in your purpose somewhat. Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And I feel like, you know, I got licensed there, and I learned um, BIM technology, which the is building dirt. information modeling. Which, and I'm sorry, but that, you know, just in that intro, I mean, how does that feel to be, like, number three in Austin? Like That's huge. 
Like, how what? Yeah, what does that feel like? I mean, I, I was I'm not surprised. Like, so when I went into architecture school, I went just because I wanted to be an architect. I literally never thought that we weren't architects or that we were architects. And then, because I never thought about a day before the the day that I was living, you know, much further. Even going to school, like I was, even though I had good grades, like. I got it because I finessed. Like, I used to take, this is bad, but I used to take AP classes. This is before you had to take the test mandatory. So I never took an AP test, and I took them with coaches because at my school in the South, they had coaches teach AP classes, which, you know, maybe some coaches are, you know, that's their area, but not the ones that I took them with. And I did it in the season that they were coaching their their sport so that they would never be in the class and then that I could just be taught by basically like the video that they wheel in and that kind of thing. So I got my GPA up to like a 4.3. Um, but 4.3? Like, I have no I, goal I, that high, man. Yeah, like with AP courses and stuff, you can get it higher. But still, my high school drafting teacher told me I could only get into MIT as the maid and laughed at me. So I mm. never even wow. applied. Um, so, wait, say, wait, 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 Did wait, that wait. motivate say, you? Say that again. You're in my... So, okay. So I had a drafting teacher. He was my teacher for three years out of high school. Um, and you know, when you're a kid, like years are decades. So like, yeah. mm-hmm. I was really close to him and he was one of the only male role models in my life. Like I really looked up to him and I got an application to apply to MIT sent to my house to me, addressed to me. And I just didn't feel like I was special. Like, I just thought, like, okay, everybody on the block are getting these. It's not, they're not calling me out. This is MIT, right? So, even though I got the package to apply, um, I just, like, you know, wanted to get his opinion. So, I said, hey, you know, do you think I could get into MIT? You know, I have a good grade. I'm not in the top 10 because my school was, even though I had a 4.3, I wasn't in the top 10. Mm, Wow. Or 10% because my school was crazy competitive. So, I was like, I know I'm not in the 10%. Like, I don't know if I could do this. Or not. And I was like, so do you think I could get in? And he laughed at me. And this is my friend of the class. And was just like, oh, maybe as the maid. Mm, wow. And like, it totally just shut me down. And I just, I didn't even apply. Like, I was over it. I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't do it. So I applied to three schools. Um, I didn't even finish the application for one of them. So really, I applied to two schools. And I ended up getting into NC State because my counselor, her son was in there, so she showed me everything I needed to do to get into school. Man. Hey, hey, I, I, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. I was just, I'm really interested in, in like seeing, is that something that you kind of think about in the back of your head, like that that teacher telling you that? Because uh, like people like, you know, Michael Jordan, who got cut from his high school basketball team, that, that was his motivation for life. And Oprah, who, who was fired for, um, no creativity or something like that, or mm-hmm. she couldn't be a she couldn't be on TV. She wasn't fit for TV, and even Walt Disney, he was fired from his like um, news newspaper because he lacked creativity. Um, those people kind of keep that those things in their head that from chip. what they heard. Yeah, they that chip. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like you use that as a chip? I would say that that situation it took me a long time to let it go. I never really mm. used it as fuel because I was never a self-assured person. I think it's so important to teach your kids to be self-assured. And you can even see it with like these babies now because we've learned it. They are already so secure of who they are at such a young age and that kind of thing. And I've always been kind of this lost one 
and never really had that confidence to be like, oh, I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Like, I never, I just was like, well, he must be white, right? He's white and he's older and he's the closest thing to an architect I met and he's the closest thing to a professional that I've met. So, like, he has to be right. And I just, I was just like, well, if I can't, you know, I just didn't go. I didn't apply to it and I just didn't give it any further thought. But I feel like architecture school was so demanding. Like, I never even had a chance. And then even the profession, like, I used it as, like, kind of shock value to be like, oh, my teacher told me I could, you know, people, that's awful. Like, you know, but I never, and maybe I did subconsciously, but I never really, it was more just like it hurt because he was, you know, I was close to him. And then he also said something sexually inappropriate to me at my graduation, but that's a whole nother level. Wow. Um, and I went from like, you know, being a little kid to a young woman in high school, that's what you do. So like to have this person that I trusted in like a father figure type role say something like that, I was just like, what is life? Um, but needless to say, this was a long kind of journey to, to be able to, understand and accept that I am put where I am for a reason and my skills are valuable. Like, I mean, recently I probably feel like I really own that. Probably when I got my license because you can't get into, you know, you can't get your license by being black, just being black and they get a percentage. Like, no, you have to work for that thing. And a lot of people don't pass. Like a lot of people don't. So Mm. the fact that I got my license and I know I put in that work for that license, like it was crazy. Like I still feel like I'm on the other side of recovery from the things that I just like sacrificed (laughs) to focus on that. So, so even after hearing someone that you looked up to, um, and uh, I'm not sure if you respected or just looked up to with authority. Um, what made you continue on? That's a good question. I had to get out of Fayetteville because mm. it's a trap. Mm. And I knew that I had to go. And I just, my my Mrs. Vic, that was her name. She was my um, a counselor. And she had her son in um, architecture school at the time I was in high school and she was like, well, you got to drop these chorus classes. You got to pick up art again. Cause they're looking, I went to a school that was more a design school than like a, uh, some architecture schools are more technical and like, in you know, engineering or like construction school, but mine was in, a, it was in design. So I learned the design part of like, that was the focus of my school. So I had to get my artwork up and I was always an artist. Like I always drew, I always sketched and painted and did all that stuff. So I never, and I knew I was good. Like I used to sell stuff to my classmates and stuff. People that kids would, oh, can you draw me this tattoo or whatever. So I knew, and I like did the school competitions and stuff like that. So I knew, um, I knew I liked art and I was good at that. So I was like, well, I was just always procedural. Like it was like, all right, well then what's next? You know, Mm -hmm. I never, I don't think I gave it too much thought. I just knew I had to, get out of Fayetteville. So. Right. So my question, just being an architect and learning everything you've learned and all the things that you've acquired through the years, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, so, um, so much about architecture is basically drafting a vision, um, creating a vision and seeing a vision and, and, and sort of planning for that, even when people don't see it. And so you're having to always be in in some weird way in the future, um, kind of thinking about how a space or a building may affect the um, the surrounding and how people may operate within it. So 
if that's all correct, a statement, like how has that sort of shaped you with planning your goals and your future? I think that's like a really good summation of what architects do. I like, you know, at the, at the, at the most, um, I don't know what the word is, like at the most holiest level of architecture, that's what we should be doing is, mm-hmm. you know, doing it for society and, and making things better or like addressing the needs of someone that, you know, by, but you have to kind of infer by collecting information mm-hmm. what the best force of action is to do that and I always wanted to like the the fact that I did get into school like I remember crying and I was not an emotional kid and I like when I got that letter to get into college I knew my life had changed and not everybody has these big changes and like since that first change that was so big and so stark from where I came from even that first one like there's been like it's been exponentialized. I don't know if that's word, but it's been like it's crazy. Like my opportunities and stuff. So like I just hit the ground and never stopped because of that. So for me, I want to make a way, and that's what architecture is for me. Mm-hmm. It's making a way. Like I think for some people, it stops at the experience of the user in the building, but for me, it's that of course. But it's also how this building and how these programs in this building or this space or whatever it is, outdoor, indoor, or whatever this this dedicated space for these people to thrive in, that's always been my goal and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to do that, how to get it funded and filling in the details um, has really been my life's work so far, you know, in these 30 years, well, I guess like 10 years, that's the last 10 years. So. Do you Do you think that, that's helped you um, put like your personal plans and goals at the forefront and help you envision those and, 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 you know, strive for them and work towards them. That's a good question. I do. Um, for me, like if I was an engineer and this is like, I want to integrate. So I would, when I was in high school, I was being geared to become an engineer. I was doing pneumatics, hydraulics, electrical systems, robotics, that kind of stuff. And I just didn't love it because it didn't have enough expression for me. Mm. So, like, I feel like as an engineer, I would put it, like, after my workday is done, you put it down and you continue on. Now, there's people that do, you know, engineering for, you know, getting green energy for, you know, countries that never even had um, access to fair electricity. And, and there's, like, amazing things you can do with that. But, I mean, for, like, your average Joe job, you know, you put it down when you get home. But for me, being the designer is who I am. It's mm. not just what I do. Mm. So it's so incorporated to who I am and it's helped me define who I am. And I've had to separate because at some you know, I was very like on my path, you know, survivor type mentality. And I feel like I made architecture so much of, you know, of, of a person, a person, like a family member, almost like a love of my life. And yeah. I had to kind of, adjust that to learn how to connect with people and to like have more of a balanced life too. And like live in the now, cause you can't just always live in the future. It's always going to be the future. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. So Dev, I mean, you seem like a very, just a uh, uh, big thinker and, and um, I, I was just curious who, who's played a big role in your life or made a big impact in your life that maybe caused your, um, maybe that mindset shift of, of everything? I would say I've been given, 
I would say friends, and I would say my mother and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is and that? just God. I'm a big believer in God. I've always been. I've like I've I've circled all the way around and came back to what my belief is, and it just made it as strong because my life is evidence of it. Like mm. grew up in Fayetteville, single mother, making twenty eight thousand a year with my me and my sister. You know, I've been put in in situations where there's, you know, other alternatives that are a lot quicker that, you know, are a lot more glamorous than going to school. But I still was put on this path and redirected. And I would say my grandmother, because she helped raise me um, just as a, and I can't even think of a specific thing that she even ever told me, but she always had a faith. My mother always had a faith. And that's what they put into me and creativity because she painted and my mother was an artist too. So, um, so yeah, just them too, like their, their background of having the faith that they do. And it wasn't attached to being in the church and it wasn't like, they've always been such strong women too. And never like, you know, saying that like men know best or whatever, like they've never, I've never, that's never even been a thing for me. So like, I didn't understand when people come from or women come from that background. And and like now it's like everybody's, you know, uh, rights and everything. But like, even growing up in the early 2000s, late nineties, like I, it, it felt almost like contrary to what, like to just have my own mind about things and to not, care about like you know being um having like not that I don't have manners but like you know like going about I don't know I just always spoke my mind uh, like mm-hmm, and yeah. would contest people and like this and I didn't have a problem with it and I get I definitely get that with them and I think that has definitely put me from being in a yes sir um I will take this as my portion to actually I'm gonna take all this mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. definitely been the 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 changing factor and that like never never taking what like you know what I'm saying never taking what people have to offer you like you know what you deserve and my grandma always knew that like she would talk about when you know like the growing you know um, people uh, discriminated against her because of you know she went to up to elementary school she didn't have anything further than that as far as education but she was one of the smartest people I knew. And my mom, like, she totally just moved to North Carolina when we were little, like, and started on her own. She literally, um, she was, she was always been into technology and design and stuff since we were young. We had, like, the Macintosh computer with the black in the background and the green writing. And then <laughs> yeah. she got another computer. She was into AOL and stuff, like, early. I think I was, like, eight years old. So I was, like, 1998. I had a, a I already had an email address. <laughs> and, um... And she um, was a part of Black Voices, and that's how we moved to North Carolina. She was doing social media networking, like, way before the game. That's, like, in 1998. Like, Mm -hmm. she had a little group. There was a coach there that said that it was literally similar to you and me, because, like, a coach that was him and his wife. My mom was friends with them. And he said, hey, there's an opening for a teacher at my school, so you should check it out. So that's how we moved to North Carolina, and that's pretty much how I moved to Austin, so... Nice. That kind of energy of kind of not, you know, there's no wrong answer. There's no, you know, doing and by any means necessary, I guess I would say. Right. And, and that, I think I've been learning the balancing of that, like, because it's a good effort, but you'll burn yourself out if that's all you do, you know. Well, and that's one of the things that I, like I, I really do 
uh, I've learned and li- come to like about you is that the, it, you do take this any means necessary approach. And um, I've seen, you know, through the years where you've just, you, you said, hey, I think I want to do this and you just do it. Um, yeah. and you know, kind of some of your story and not all of it, but some of your story just kind of reminds me of just what we're doing what me and Rue are doing. We we're just like, Oh, let's do a podcast and didn't really think a whole lot about it. We just said, let's yeah. do it. Let's get it. Done. Um, tell me about, you know, so I've seen you, you know, I remember the late nights you studying for your, your, um, you know, to get licensed as an architect and you've always been working for this, this, uh, to attain that and to get that experience. And, you know, we talked about kind of earlier years and, you know, you worked here in Austin doing some, uh, general contracting stuff and also worked for an architecture firm. Um, with all that, like what, what's your egg and what I mean by egg, what's your end gang goal, you know? Um, and before you answer that, you know, one of my mentors used to, he would always ask me that. And it was, you know, with your in-game goal, that's kind of like your your North Star. It's the thing that sort of positions you to the place that you want to be and everything that you're doing in life is, is you know, getting you there. Um, yeah, it's, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. What's your in-game goal, Dev? I think my in-game goal is legacy. Mm. And... Tell us Personal about that. legacy, what I can, can, like, when I'm on my deathbed, what have I contributed to make paths easier? Mm-hmm. Because it is not, I could not do this again. I would not do this again if I knew uh, all of what it took to get to where I was. I'm glad I didn't know because I couldn't have did it. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe how I believe what I believe in because I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, how? You know, I was out here just me a lot of the time you know and and even just when you you know you don't come from like like eating something like that like somewhere to live those kind of things and then you're also trying to build your education learn all this stuff about a world that has nothing to do with you without any you know mentors and those kind of things learning how to network and get mentors all those things I mean, it's just been crazy and that's like that's like the the, you know the 60 second (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm a crazy now. It's crazy. My networking, as soon as I graduated college, I was like, okay, that's it. And that's how I felt about my license. That's how I felt about my degree. I was like, uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. I had a degree? Me? What? <laughs> no. You can't tell me nothing. I mean, it, like, cause so many people told me, you know, even in college, too, I had somebody say, like, architecture isn't for you, a teacher. You're you're not serious enough for it. I had just had my first semester of architecture. And my and she's actually my Facebook friend now, mm. which is funny. But anyway, <laughs> she um she told me that architecture what might not be for me. And I should go to English because she thought that I like to write. But, like, I ain't making no money, right? I mean, hopefully now with our <laughs> book, I make some money. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's because I wasn't serious enough. And it's like, literally, you don't understand. You're not even taking the effort to understand my background, mm. to even to connect with me, to help me understand this work. And you're just thinking that I'm not. And I looked at one of my old reports from that because we didn't have grades the whole semester. You get a grade at the end of the semester. There's not, like, mm. there's, it's, like, 
super artistic. I don't know. Man. But anyway, like they, but they give an evaluation and they say something like, you know, attitude problem, this, that, and third. This, I'm seven, I'm 18 years old. And I'm like, you know, it's like, uh, does it, you know, attitude problem will take critique, but this, that, and the third. And to me, it looked like the same things that we see with, you know, the pipeline issues that we have with black boys and black girls in school and why I get detention more often mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Like, it's like you don't take the effort to understand where this person is coming from. So for me, all those people, like, my heart is there. I understand it. And I just want to be that person that can listen, that can, and, not, and more than listen, help build a way to, in a system, you know, build a system by which somebody can thrive. So mm-hmm. it's more than just architecture. It's putting in uh, job security and housing security for people and by, you know, understanding how to do that. Where are you mm-hmm. going to get money? Like, it's nice enough to be like, oh, I want to do community centers, but nobody's going to pay for a community center. You know what they will pay for? The uh, the something that's going to give them a combat against um, trafficking, which is embarrassing your city because you're the highest in the state, you know, or something that's against homelessness and veteran care and and all these other avenues to get funding. Like, I know it's, it's there and there's waves, and I'm just trying to figure out how to fill in these gaps, but I just I feel like I'm just following this this path and my you know right now I'm working as a a a building envelope consultant which basically (laughs) if you're building if you're okay so the building was a person the envelope is the skin Skin. so it's everything (laughs) that keeps everything out and all the good stuff in so I'm basically learning the construction the science everything behind those all of those thousands of systems and it's amazing like so, and, and I guess to even just play into that question, you know, uh, tell me, I guess, tell us how, you know, what you're doing now is sort of informing and getting you to that end game goal. Like, how is what you're doing now with the, um, the building envelope company? How's that? So for me, it's becoming the best professional I can be. Mm-hmm. And the definition of a professional is someone who is an expert at their craft. So I need mm-hmm. to understand what I'm doing more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And Appreciate understanding it. the building envelope is going to make me a better architect. I thought I knew the building envelope. I would draw details of it <laughs> all the days long. And then I get out there and I'm like, oh, that's what a baccarat <laughs> yeah, looks like. Right. That's what, you know. The fluid applied membrane is literally just paint. Like, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I thought it was some kind of, you know, I don't know. And I was just like, I'm learning so much. And, like, it's just crazy. It's awesome, too, because then when I'm, you know, have my, and I have my own practice. I have a consultant, design consultant, and I do design work on the side. And that's what keeps my heart alive with what I do because I love the creative side of everything, too. But now that everybody is, um, feeling so much empowered in this generation that have these startups and become developers and ask, you know, for investments from investors and all those things. I prepare those materials, including yeah. the drawings and the, like the, you know, the shiny uh, 3d images of buildings that might be built. It might totally look different than that a year from now. And I might not be the architect on it a year from now, but I'm helping usually friends, um, put those packages together because that's what I do with my consultant work. But basically, and I've thought about it a little bit more since you asked that question about mm-hmm. what I, why I do everything and is, or what my, my egg is. Mm-hmm. So I've always, so this is going to get a little bit more on the, um, the metaphysical level, I guess. I don't know what to call it, but Let's go everything Let's I do it. is, 
<laughs> I peep this. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. Um, so, any means necessary, by any means necessary. I feel like that's a mentality that our people have always had. And I think it's just, it's not a bad mentality. It just needs to, it means need to be improved. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to the hood and you wait, see wait, people. So, I'm sorry to cut you off on that, Dev. So, Say so. You said by any means necessary. That definitely has kind of a negative negative connotation. Uh, can you, yeah, you know, can yeah. you talk about why? Uh, just or for anybody who by, may not know. So by any means necessary, and I'll even add on to that. Because um, that's definitely you know that's some something that I I say is kind of a mantra for me as well. And just getting it done. Yeah. Getting it done. And it, it can it can seem negative because I think at, at one point back in what, sixties, seventies, it was uh, you know, kind of a rallying cry for uh the Black Panther Black Panther Party, which, you know, that's to there's a lot of people who feel a way or a different way about that yeah. and we want to go too far in that but it, it usually is like oh it's by force and it's no yeah. we're not talking about anything militaristic it's just more or less hey as a people we have limited um resources and i mean we just, we just got to work things out no matter no matter, matter what, what resources we yeah. have yeah I mean, just the fact of taking chitlins you know, guts <laughs> and making something out of it. I mean, I mean, just, you yeah. know, from that perspective. Yeah. Um, right. But it's like, for us, it's like the memes mm-hmm. are so high. Like the stakes for the memes are so high. And I want to, and I think this is, it don't matter if you're architecture or whatever. Like if you've got this extra level of education, experience, whatever, you know, steps away from what you've already experienced. But, you know, there's people that generationally, you know, their parents experienced it, so they didn't have to. You still are connected to that experience. You mm. know what I mean? As far as mm. what it is. So it's like Dang, your good. job is to improve the means. You have to improve the means so that it isn't by any means necessary. It's by a little bit less. You know, the next generation can do it a little bit easier. Over and another thing is... Preach. What? <laughs> you, you, you dropping <laughs> so a fire. I, say, I didn't even originally mean to say any means necessary, but I'm glad we talked about that. What I was really trying to say is nothing to lose mentality. Yeah. I've always had a mm. nothing to lose mentality. And I think we all do because that's why you see people, you know, banging in the streets and, and freaking, um, you know, selling drugs and stuff. Because yeah. you, you don't have anything to lose because you were never given anything. Now mm-hmm. I've been given so much but I still, it could be gone in a second because none of it is really physical. It's all just this, it, I'm so wealthy and experience is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I don't have, no, I still don't have nothing to lose. So that's why I've kept this because it's like, if you have so much privilege, if you have so many just comforts that, you know, you can move, you, can, you can't stand to lose those comforts. So you move a little bit more methodically or yeah. a little bit, and there's nothing wrong to have method behind what you do. Sometimes it'll be more successful, but I'm going to try everything because mm-hmm. I have nothing to lose and, and then I'll find what is for me. Oh, and that's, that's the thing. Like, I don't think people should ever lose that, that mentality. We just need to provide those means and those opportunities so that, so that they can keep that because that's a magical thing is to have that nothing to lose mentality. It just mm-hmm. has to be applied to the right things and there just has to be things. We don't have we don't have things. So I wanna just give the things. I wanna provide yeah. the things. And I that's a like a perfect 
mentality to have. And one of my somewhat personal philosophies is um, you just have to, you chase your curiosity. Um, You you kind of chase down the things that interest you and just spark a light in your mind. And I think in doing so, you, you, you kind of, in a way, find your purpose or you walk into, you step into your purpose because you chase, you know, you're like, Hey, I read about this guy who I forget his name is Mike something. He wanted to, he wanted a Lamborghini, couldn't afford a Lamborghini. So he bought like the actual fiberglass body of it for like a few grand and Mm. then took it, took a car, a Pontiac something and basically made it like this modified vehicle that looks like a, um, uh, a Lamborghini. Long story short, he, you know, just by chasing down his curiosity, he turned this thing into a company and he's like a multimillionaire because people want these weird cars, you know, made. And he was never like a mechanic. He was never, he was always pretty good with his hands, but, um, I think it's important to really, you know, you kind of hit that point of just like, you have to do something, um, or just try to. that story, it's like you have to understand why you want what you want, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, because you could be watched by the name Lamborghini and that's why you want it, but what did you really want? You wanted the mechanisms that make the Lamborghini as great as mm-hmm. it is. So mm-hmm. you think about it and you're like, you know what? I can put, you find a way and you purchase yeah. that thing. You make something that's your own. It's better and it's more accessible to more people. And it's, you know, you make, you make your way from it. Right. So that's what, you know, that's what it's all about for real. I like that a lot. Like it's it, like you have to understand why you want what you want, and then pick through that. Like sometimes if you don't have access to this thing, like you have right. to make it into what it, what you can. And that's why I mean, that's why I was like, you know what? To me, to become the best architect that I can be, like architect is so. You could be a, a residential architect. You could be a commercial. You could do industrial healthcare. You could do so many things. And I just tried it all because I'm like, at some points I did feel like, dang, like. You know, my friends that have stuck with healthcare architecture, now they're project managers in these healthcare firms. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't want that. I wanted to be kind of a master of none and figure and just kind of dibble in everything and just kind of understand the outline of everything Mm -hmm. so that I'm never ignorant to, to, to things that will come about on the path that I'm coming. Because really, it's more like community planning. It's not just... You know, I want to do this one type of facility. It's like there's so many moving parts that, and I'll never be able to understand everything, but I threw myself into construction so that I can understand how things are actually built. Mm -hmm. I threw myself into envelopes so I can understand how it works from a scientific standpoint and Mm -hmm. like assembly standpoint. And and you know, then architecture stuff, I feel like as, as far as in a firm, I feel like it's ran its course. Like I just under and what I want to uh, that, like, I don't want to be in the software. I don't want to ever touch architecture software again, except yeah. for design tools. Like, I am all set on construction documents for, until the day that I perish. Like, I do not want to do it. So, like, and that's all you really do. And it's honestly, it's like administrative work. It's like if, if, if it was a word processor, it's just, it's almost the same thing. That this, you know, you're putting together a construction document set but it's almost in a way a word processor where you're just typing in information because you're doing data entry honestly because mm-hmm. you're not doing anything that's unique to to some things are unique to a party but mostly it gets worked out worked out above your head and 
I just wanted access to that, so I went to a different profession so that I could get direct access to it, and I actually ended up learning a whole lot more. So. Which is awesome because it's it's just making you a well-rounded creative. Exactly. He's just making you a better person all, all around. Um, yeah. So talk about, we you know, we talked about the egg, your in-game goal. Um, what, what's this deal about the incubator? What's yeah. going on with that? Um, Speaking of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so the incubator came about literally like this week. <laughs> and that, that's what I'm saying and about Devin. Like I, you are one of few people that I know who it's one thing to have ideas. And, and it's another thing to act on, on act on them. That's and huge. like Devin, she, she's she just acts. like, I'm about to get active. Like, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to work, but it's just like, I just have to do something. And that's, I mean, just in that whole streamline about chasing the curiosity is like, you don't even know where this thing is going to even lead you. You know what I mean? Like you may have an idea yeah. in your mind, but you just don't know how forces work in the world and how, you know, somebody may hear about this and say like, Hey, like we want to give you X amount of dollars to make this a thing or whatever. But anyways, sorry. That's, no, it's like, like I, I, I like where you're going with that, Chris, because uh, it makes me think about the power of broke mm. by uh, Damon John. That was his book he wrote maybe, I don't know, four or five years ago, but he talks about having that mindset. Um, and Devin mentioned it as well, having that mindset of uh, going at it as if you're broke to, to make you just continuously work, harder and harder mm -hmm. and almost never getting comfortable just saying mm -hmm. it seems like what Devin is doing she's making a new comfort yeah. zone which is which is constantly awesome. yeah that's the only way to succeed is if you're breaking out of your comfort zone and, and getting to a new new level especially without li living without wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, was just about that. I was just thinking about that i almost i feel like I had to do something to myself to make me a little uncomfortable at all times. Like, I don't know why. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, saving money, number one, that's mm -hmm. great. Number two, it's like I want to, I don't know, like, every, I don't want to feel indulgent when I do decide to watch you. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yesterday, mm -hmm. Saturday, I had had a long-ass week this week. Mm -hmm. So, Saturday, I literally watched, like a grandma, Prime TV all day on my little bunny eared cable that I got. Okay. I was watching Law and Order with my girl, Olivia Benson, you know, like, and I had a great afternoon, you know? <laughs> so that's an indulgence for me. But, like, if I had all my Wi Fi and everything, like, that would, you know, and I'm not like totally, like, I'll go to work or wherever, coffee shop, I'll download some Netflix and then I'll do it. But it's only there's a cap on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not yeah. going to be able to bend a whole entire shit thing. For hours and hours, just when I know, like, right now, I'm in my head down, period. Like, I was traveling. It was outward. I was doing all the social media, and everybody's excited, and blah, blah. Everything I was doing was so outward, and mm. it was experience for myself. But now, since I turned 30, August 28th this year, I just feel like this year is really about putting my head down and, and, getting, and getting to work. And all these great ideas that I've built over the past year. Now it's time to really start to tether them down and turn them into work and, and get more educated on the processes of how this is going to become tangible for for the future. So, and I think my book is going to be a big means to that because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to gain the capital and the background. So the book, I also um, just got shortlisted for a project. Um, that I'm consulting on with a construction management group. That's another little side thingy. So if we get that, Hustling. that's going to be great. Mm -hmm. I um, like it. So I just like trying it. to, I just 
I do talks. I do at universities, which also is a bag, which I had never even thought about. Um, and then also you're helping students, <laughs> like that great thing. Yeah. So like, you know, getting that together has been great. So like, and this is all, I don't know, like, and this is all kind of informed the whole incubator deal. Right. So mm. the incubator, it's just, all the stuff I've been doing, I just decided to brand it. And I'm like, because I've been thinking, like, you know, I am on social media and stuff. And I'm like, you know, RC Dev, that's me. So, like, I'm like, okay, well, basically, yeah, I don't know. So I just moved again. And every time you move, it's so, it's hard to get started back. And I was feeling depressed and just kind of, like, untethered, really, and just unrooted because I moved somewhere. Like, even from January, I moved to Florida. I just moved again because I, I got let go from that job, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a good match. So, like, finding this job, it's just been all great. Like, they've invested so much in me already, and they're training me so, so clearly. Like, I've never had a, a training like this in my life. Like, I feel like I'm in college, literally, again. Mm-hmm. Um awesome. And it's awesome. It really is. I've never had guidance like that. And I think a lot of us get get passed up for guidance because of, you know, fraternal connections that people of the same background share and they get a little bit more, you know, uh, guidance and, and mentorship and that kind of thing. But this stuff is I'm working at a really small company. You know, and I get it every single day. It's amazing. It's overwhelming <laughs> to a certain point. But, you know, I've had conversations and like as far as like what I can take in and like experience blah 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 but anyway so I decided to get I wanted to get plugged into my community so I was praying I was just like you know God let me let me really settle in and let me you know I'm just gonna surrender to how I'm supposed this is supposed to work you know you put me here for a reason I'm over here trying to figure everything out but let me just just be so I ran into my neighbors who were so nice and they invited me into their house. We were like chatting it up. They were he works at a he's a farm director at a brew at like a farm and brewery and all this stuff. And he's telling me about all the people around. He's like, you need to um they do these these talks on tap at the little corner store. It's called the corner store <laughs> up the street. And I went to one of those. I met a couple, a young couple that um black couple and they um just quit their jobs and they started a ministry and that and I'm actually going to that oh shoot. Hmm. No, it's an hour. It's at seven. Whoa, wait, is it at seven or is it at six? I think it's at seven. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so that's an hour from now. I'm going to go check it out. But also she has a hair salon. And I'm just trying to think of ways. Like, we were just talking and I'm like, you know, what well, do you do natural hair? She's like, yeah, you know, I actually do. And I'm like, well, you know, that's a big thing. And whether in a rural community like this or anywhere else, like there, people are going to look for that and they'll drive for that, you know, especially if yeah. you put some some stuff around it, like do a, a expo on wellness and natural hair together. Like those are so popular now. And it's not, it's more than it, of course it's possible, but impactful, you know? So we're going to have a meeting and I was just like, well, let's just get together, you know, like come over, we'll talk about it. We'll kind of, cause she had texted me and was like, what were the ideas that you, those business ideas that we were talking about? Could you text them to me? So I did. And I was like, you know what, why don't you come over? And I'm like, this is basically going to be an incubator. And I had mm-hmm. already done it at the end of last year when I had came home from my travels. I was back in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I was working with Core Studio. So my boy, Corey Core Lamar. Shout Core out. Studio's amazing. Um, it's Corey.Lamar. It's his Instagram. But he makes videos, and they also do animation and graphics and all this other stuff. 
So I helped them with their, like, um, the programming that they wanted to do for their interns, um, their own mission and values, and those kind of just kind of putting the words and the, the, uh, everything together for yeah. it and like just saying like you know how can you uh bring more you have all this space here how can you generate income uh in the meantime between now and your future phases yeah. of construction because they want to turn it into a co-working space and i suggested to you know do a a conference where you already have you know the 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 experts here and just charge to give classes and like formalize it mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Or, you know, what kind of partnerships in the community can you make? And we did this big chart and we just started like, you know, chatting it up and it was a really good session. So I think I want to do that to everybody who's interested, anybody with a, that comes from a background like I do or, you know, different of course, but anybody who's from a community that has divested origins I want to provide this to the people for free because that's just, I've always been having ideas. Like I have ideas all the time and it (laughs) plagues me. And I'm like, which one am I supposed to follow? I don't know which one. I have all these ideas. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, that, or this, or. And I even thought at one time to make a website of just ideas and organize it and then Mm -hmm. just put it out there and people can just take them. So like now this came to me and I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is, I'm good at building people's ideas and building my own ideas, but also, you know, improving upon and adding and fortifying other people's ideas, framing information and carrying it out just as architects do. Like I'm architecting (laughs) the situation. So I call it Archidev Incubator. So so you're not, so in this situation, you're not, it's not a whole, like, let's do a business plan. This is more, helping people just organize their thoughts and sort of plan, um, you know, what they think they want to do. Does that sound correct? Right. And really just answering questions that they probably already know, like, you know, what do you do? Why do you do it? Who's it benefit? How is it going to benefit them? That kind of thing is like the initial, I'm going to do a little questionnaire so we can get that out the way I can get that information. If they got a website, if they got a business plan, whatever level that they're at, and I'm going to just help formalize the information, whether it leads to, you know, a pitch deck for whomever, um, a list of resources, whatever. Like, I just know that that's my gift is vision. Like, mm. I can visualize things and ideate all day long. Like, mm. and I just didn't know how to apply that. Um and I think this is the way, because I have these goals with my architecture and legacy. Legacy is a lifetime, you know? So yeah. I felt like, well, what can I do now to give back? And this is it. And you think, do you think vision is that, you know, that was one of my, and one of our first episodes, Rue and I kind of talked about superpowers. And yeah. I feel like that's one of my superpowers. And you feel like that's one of your superpowers is just to, you know, visually see things without them being there or, uh, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Visualiz- visualization, vision, this vision. I got vision and I do. And I'm like owning it now. I think before, I think I felt like it was, I don't know, like maybe self, just, I don't know what the word is, but you know what I mean? Like conceited or something mm-hmm. to say like, oh, that vision, who are you? But like, I can see it. And you like now it. that yeah. it applies, I'm putting it to other people's ideas. Like it makes me lean into it a lot more too. That's, what's up. That's awesome. So, would you consider yourself like a business consultant or a coach? 
a vision consultant. No, a business. Consultant. I like vision consultant. I, I, I do. I do like. I do like vision. That's vision pretty smooth. That's it. Let me write that down. Right here on levels. <laughs> right here on levels. I love it. I love it. A vision. A vision, vision. consultant. Oh, that's oh awesome. <laughs> There I'm we go. I'm not a business consultant. I'm not. I'm a vision consultant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's the yes he was looking for, the A. I, I like it. Hey, I like it. I like it. Okay, hey, okay. Vision <laughs> that kind of that kind of answers that then. Well, hey, um, <laughs> since um, since you are on on levels, um, just just was curious, what are you doing to level up? What am I doing to level up? So in different ways, so for the book I'm reading, I'm starting to read a lot more, which helps with the Wi-Fi because it's so easy to just do that (laughs) instead because I stopped reading as much as I did. So I read from Toni Morrison. Now I'm reading my Angela. Like Mm, that helps me level up internally. I'm starting to just kind of plug into my community here and like feel like it's my, make it feel like it's my community, start meeting people. I'm very introverted, contrary to how much I can talk and like chalk it up. Yeah, but that's you, I'm you, 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 you masquerade as an <laughs> introvert. <laughs> like, yeah, you, I'm just like, because I'd rather just be here with me by myself than out talking to people 99.7% of the time. <laughs> But I'm just trying to get out of my comfort zone. And then when I do, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Yay, I'm glad I did that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to just do that a little bit more. Um, Just stay, you know, put God first. That's what I really need to do. I feel Mm -hmm. like I wasn't doing that for a while. And I felt a little, it wasn't helping. I felt like the pot was stirring faster than I could keep up with. Yeah. um, Yeah. educating myself and and being humble about being able to take in as much information as I can and and act in I don't know apply it. I don't know <laughs> um so we got a couple more questions before we wrap up um one of my questions so you are a very creative person um where did the sort of um entrep- entrepreneurial side of you come from I mean Usually it's either you're kind of a creative or you're, you know, in the numbers person. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, I mean, I think in this day and age, you kind of have to be a little bit of both, especially, you know, just starting out. Um, but where do you think you get that, that just kind of business side from? Has that always been there or you just had to develop it based on just where you're going? You know, I'm not all the way sure, but I did, I was talking to my mom about some ideas and she was like, you know, grandpa used to do that. He used to, you know, say he used to buy like this big thing and they split it up and sell it, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't know what it would be or whatever, but like, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a survivalist has survivalist roots. My dad was actually an entrepreneur, like, in construction and business and all this stuff, too. Though I didn't grow up with him, I felt like my brother even said, like, I could love saying something to him. He's like, no, who's like that? He's like, no, you get that from, you know? So, like, I can't Mm -hmm. deny it. DNA. Um, Oh, yeah. DNA. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, I would say from all the different workies, I've worked, like, seven jobs in the past eight years. And at each one, and especially actually the one that we were at together, they were very visible about how much, you know, the business side of stuff is about how much they were profiting, the contract amount, 
um, I would open up. And then at the next job I went to, I started to open up in the folder, you know, in the server. I would open up the other folders, not just the project folders, but the contract folders so I could start understanding that side of it. And I just, I don't know, like I just started to get more, I guess, smart to that aspect of it because I know like you can have great intentions but a lot of it is just going to be uh, is a facade you you also have to have that kind of um that create because it is create entrepreneuring is creativity that's mm. all it is it's as a, as it applies to business so like as I'm learning business I already have the creative side like to it and it's just making it a lot more savvy I like that or you got another one um, I mean, I I got a final question. Unless you got anything else, brother, I don't have anything right now. But okay, okay. that's how this conversation is going. I might think. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, <laughs> think of a few things. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's been it's been fire. Yeah, it's this been has fire. been uh, that definitely good. Go ahead, Ru. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, like like the one thing I I mean I we had to ask is uh, where can the people find out more about you. Okay, yeah, so I have a portfolio website. It's my name, Evan Pina, D-E-V-A-N-N-E-P-E-N-A.com. Um, I also have a contact, there's contact on there if you want to shoot me an email. I won't even give you my email, but it's through the website. Also, that gives me more traffic, so yay. Um, and then my Instagram, <laughs> my Instagram is Archidev, Architect Devin, A-R-C-H-I-D-E-V. And we can put that in our show notes. We'll we definitely will put all that in there. Devin, man, it's been a pleasure. It's been Devin. a pleasure. You were our uh, first official guest. Oh, yeah. How's it? How's that feel? That feels. I'm honored. I'm honored to. What did you say, pop y'all? <laughs> <laughs> our our guest chair. Yeah, you pop the chairs. It was kind of weird, but I'll take it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But no, it feels good. I'm like, hey, I feel like I'm, you know, I don't know, getting to talk to you. I mean, I feel like it's any other conversation we would have, but definitely, I think it's something awesome that y'all are doing. And um, I feel very honored to be a part of it. No, we definitely glad you agreed. Um, we're honored to be a part of your journey yeah, as well. Yeah, no, that's and awesome. that's real talk too. Just, um, you know, I told you this before, yeah. just kind of like seeing that grind. Yeah. Um, and literally, you know, it's one thing to, kind of see somebody reach their purpose and prominence um and you kind of just see the end result um i would you know i can't i would i would be lying if i said like hey i was a part of that woman's journey and it's just like just to kind of see it from afar mm -hmm. like see you know those long nights um studying like see the grind see the grind in action see, see the grind in action and kind of see what like where you are now like that's just been it's been a cool experience. Well, y'all definitely were a part of it. You and Catherine, like y'all are my brother and sister for real. I didn't that's, have no family out in Texas. You know, my cousin was out in Dallas, but that's far, and we didn't get up until I was there for a couple, you know, years because it was hard for me to to even get the gas money to get out there. So yeah, staying with y'all and you know y'all was charging me like two hundred dollars a rent when I first got there. That's you can't get that in Austin. And like, you know, and just the, y'all always had my bag. You guys, when my mom came to visit and I had to work, you guys took her to see the Capitol building in Mount Bunnell and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I wanted her to have those experiences and I just 
I couldn't do it. And like, there's, you know, countless others to help me move to my apartment from that crazy girl's house, remember? (laughs) (laughs) There's just so many experiences. And y'all, I mean, y'all always had, you know, just love for me. And like, you know, for me and your families and stuff. And I love your mom and Catherine's family. And like, y'all and Olivia, of course, that's Mm. my baby. But... Mm. Man, come on, Auntie y'all, y'all, it, it's people, oh, they, you guys, like, it's, I wouldn't be anywhere I am without the people that have really invested in me, and it's it's, it's really only a couple handfuls, and y'all are definitely in that, for sure, oh. for sure, you guys, especially in my Austin life, like, come on, well, you're going to make me cry. I'm, a, I'm speechless, <laughs> I, I can't oh, even yeah. really say anything to that, but it's just definitely been, um, it's been cool to see, and I'm definitely looking forward to your future. I hope that we could collaborate at some point, um, you know, and our, our past will cross, you know, oh, yeah. in the future professionally for sure. And, um, no, I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'm I'm proud of you, happy for you. And, um, it's just awesome to see a black woman getting it, man. And in, in a field like architecture, um, that is so close to construction. I mean, it's awesome to see Thank that. You. So, I love I speaking like, to hustlers. You know, I, I'm getting over that mindset of that I'm not, because I still feel like I haven't done nothing that I haven't done. And, like, I feel still sometimes like I haven't done anything. Because, like, when you have this big thing on your shoulders, on your, you know, in your views to achieve, sometimes it just doesn't feel like you're doing anything. And that's, not, that's how I feel, you know, yeah. a lot of the time. So a lot of it is mental, getting out your head. Yeah, and really sure. uh, having the 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 courage to even look back and pat yourself on the back yeah. like yeah i've come a long way man yeah yeah no you, it's it's good and so it i think because i struggle with that myself sometimes i just kind of look up and i'm like you know i don't feel like i'm not doing anything and then sometimes you just got to pump the brakes and just say like man you know i for me personally like i should be a statistic yeah like you know i'm the right. oldest of six mom had me when she was 16 you know, I didn't finish school. I dropped out of trade school. Like, you know, my dad died when I was four years old. Like a lot of things just working against me. And sometimes you just right. got to take a, a step back and just like really think about that. So it's just say like, man, right. like I've come a long way 100%. and like I'm about to get it. You know, you actually, it's funny that we're kind of talking about this and wrapping up. Like, what was you, pull up your IG real quick, because you posted something kind of along these lines. Because um, you just, I think when we were talking before the show started, you said you got in late and you were doing stuff. But you posted something. Oh. It was like text. You talking about just posted? Huh? You talking about what I just posted? No, it was, it was like a, it was like a caption. You posted a picture, then you said it was like a, you, you posted another I caption. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm about to pull it up right now. Let's close with actually. that because I think that kind of some good stuff. Is, it kind of actually on a real vulnerable tip. I last night I was feeling so lonely because like you know my line sister came into town with her husband. They were in Tampa. I'm out in the country, you know. So they went to Bush. We were maybe gonna get up Friday or Saturday. I said Saturday because Friday I was beat. It was a long work that week. That week just beat me up. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna restore. Tomorrow we'll get up. You know, my boyfriend, me and her and her husband were all supposed to hang out. None of it panned out because both of them happened to, like, both my boyfriend and his sister went to Disney in Orlando. And then they went to Bush Garden. So everybody was tired to tell and nobody got up with me. I was feeling, and I'm in the city. I don't really 
you know, I'm in people, but I don't know nobody. So I'm like, and I already spent Friday in the house. So it's Saturday night. And I'm just like, oh, I'm all alone. <laughs> Feeling bad. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know, just in my head. And I, it's so easy for me to, to stay there. So I was just like, what am I, you know, I was looking up, you know, things to do. And I met a girl at the Big Crit concert, black girl. She just had great energy. So I randomly texted her and she's like, we're going to Ebor City. Mind you, she's like 26. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're out. Like, this is not my scene, but just to break the mold, break the the whatever of what I'm in right now, I'm going to go out. So, I went out. I did not have that much fun, but it took me out of my mindset because I was like, I'm too old for this. Like, this is this is a lot. But it was still, it took me out of my mindset. I ended up running into some people from Plant City, and it was a good time, you know, overall. I lost my card, my freaking credit card. I had to cancel <laughs> it. It was a lot. But I was That's that dirty that six kind of life. Right. This is basically dirty six. This is basically if you were like somebody invited you out to dirty six. Think of how desperate you had to be to go. That's mm-hmm. how I was last night. So I posted this picture last night of myself. And I said, you know, the caption I put on it was life is too short. Youth is too short to waste energy on letting your mind make yourself miserable. Look how far you've come. You are so past your starting point, miles and oceans away. Of course, it's easy to get lost in. How do you stay on course with course with no course? Survival ain't easy either. Remember who you are. Remember who sent you. Remember who your family is. Remember the rightfulness and the yesness when the spirit that lives inside you pointed out the direction. Your only job is to learn the details. There is no sidetrack. He's in your heart. He knows your heart. Hey, I just almost like surmises everything we just talked about. That was beautiful. That was Thank perfect. Thank you. I that to myself. That was to me, and I just posted <laughs> it there. And I was like, people, you know, I don't know what people were going to think, but I just I posted it for myself because I was feeling I needed reassurance. And I don't think overnight I'm going to be able to not become this person that, you know, talks so much in my head. But I'm also going to put that voice in there, too. So when I need to, I'm going to look back at it or say it in a different way or whatever. Because we're out here fighting a fight, you know. It's, yeah. There's a lot of things out here to trip you up and stop you. Especially right. if you're trying to uplift yourself and other people. There's a lot of forces out there that do not want you to do that. So you right. have to keep your mental health at number one. That's so. what's up. Man. Well, Devin. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. Um, it's been real, good, great real. talking to you. I wish that we can actually keep going. This has been longer than we super expected, or excuse me, um, really expected. It's good, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been this fire. has been this has been good, and I think this is kind of going to set the tone for any uh, guests that we're going to have in the future. Seriously, um, I'm going to be the best guest. You're all oh, you're never going to have anybody. Else. I'm sorry. I set the bar so high. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Drew. Oh, yeah. And awesome. I feel great. Jeez. You <laughs> the vision consultant. The vision consultant. Ooh. Okay. It's really been a pleasure. Boss up and blessings. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to Levels, the podcast. Hey, Rue. Where can they find us, man? People can find us on Facebook.com slash levels.podcast. And that's going to be LVLS.podcast. Or Instagram at 
Levels underscore podcast. And that is L-V-L-S underscore podcast. Follow, like, share. You can also shoot us an email at levels.podcast at gmail.com. That is L-V-L-S.